Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to the Jurassic World Minute, where we'll be visiting Jurassic World one minute at a time. Our helicopter tours are currently closed due to unforeseen circumstances. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we're back to discuss Minute 14 of Jurassic Park. No, Jurassic World. And I just remembered we didn't discuss what a Pepsisaurus is going to look like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh well. It's got the uh, cylindrical body, and then it's got the tail with some... Uh, Stegosaurus spikes. There's <laughs> 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 so A big red and blue dot on the side of it. <laughs> uh, heading over to Jurassic-pedia.com, we have an article up here for the man himself, CEO of the Maserati Corporation, Simon Maserati. Um, again here with a lot of the character uh, bios on the uh, Pedia, um, his whole involvement in the film. A bit of backstory here too with uh, his communications company. And um, his father's death in 1992, which, interesting year before Jurassic, World, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. It's uh, something that I remember is um, kind of a point of contention with the fans when the movie first came out was that Masrani says that he was tasked with Hammond to fulfill his dying wish and that he was a dear friend. And it is always kind of brought up that Hammond's Basically, the last time we saw Hammond, he wanted these animals left alone. <laughs> and never do we ever really get this feeling that he kind of flip, would flip on that and want want the park again. And so it's kind of this weird kind of plot hole that was Masrani really that close to Ham as he claims? Is he just kind of bluffing? I mean, you know? Yeah, we can we can do a deep dive next minute when he brings that up in the helicopter to clear um, what possibly went on there. But it, it is... It's, I don't know if it's something that needs... If they just wanted Hammond's name mentioned in the film and that's why they've done it all. <laughs> because he could clearly have come in after Hammond died and purchased engine, realised or found out what they'd been up to and gone, hey, <laughs> we can make money off this. Um, especially with his character in the film, he's more so... Uh, how the animals and that sort of stuff are not really focused on the money side of things, but the fact that he dies, well, he, he still died because he brought all this back to life, or still continued the, the legacy of InGen, um, like Ludlow and that before him. So, yeah, quite, a, quite an extensive uh, write-up here on, on Simon Masrani. Um, and there's a lot of stuff over at the uh, 
Is the Maserati Global site still active? I don't know. I don't think I've ever... No, no, it's not. It's. I remember it did finally get taken down. I know that the um, quote-unquote DPG kind of re-uploaded the uh, Jurassic World site, but it's kind of in this in its uh, post-Jurassic World incident disarray. So it's still... I mean, it's there. I think it was more the popularity of the site itself uh, let... Uh, led Universal to basically re-upload it, but yeah, my, the Maserati side I did do believe went down. Didn't because we had the whole hacker hacker thing, and then the um, that info come forward from DPG about uh, the lists and that sort of stuff. Um, I wonder Actually, if that's. I'm going to uh, eat my words. I just looked it up. It's here. It's all here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My, my bad. Oh, back to me. The initial thought then. Um, a lot of backstory on Maserati and that on that Maserati Global website as well. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the right. companies mm-hmm. involved. And, of course, they've got a... I mean, it's, being a viral site, it's got a bunch of stuff here that's not even in the movie. It's kind of touched upon, like, how we have engine technologies, Jurassic World, but then there's also Maserati Energy, where they're um, basically... Or, um, oil drilling and sustainable energy, and then they've got telecom where he's got the communications, weather, navigation. Let's see, into that. Yeah, ninety-four percent of the globe. Yeah, we get that line from Hoskins later in the film that he's got his fingers in so many things he doesn't even know what he's running now. Yeah, and then of course he's got paramilitary contracts through Engine. Who probably already had? He probably more or less inherited the um, the military contracts that uh, Engine would have had, basically. You know, because yeah, yeah. I think when a um, when a company buys out another company, they buy out the contracts that company possessed. Which, yeah. would, if Jen had any um, contracts with. Uh, or, yeah, with the military, they would have gotten that because they have a lot of military surplus vehicles like Humvees, Unimogs, stuff like that. Yeah, we get to see a lot. Of, and even newer, newer uh, troop transport vehicles and that we get to see in this film and the next as well. Um, it's still... It'd be, still got no idea what happened in that gap with Ingen, though, between uh, 97 after the uh, San Diego incident. We know they'll brought out, but yeah, I don't know how the governments or people would sort of go to them if <laughs> they'll uh, hands were tied, dishing out uh, money for damages and all that. But, mm-hmm. um, and it's interesting here in this article too, the uh, using Timac construction to build Jurassic World. I can't wait till we get to that uh, Indominus pen later because that's Timac construction stickers all over some of the stuff there. So that's over at Jurassic-Pedia.com. Heading over to IMDb for Ifran Khan. Sadly, uh, a few weeks ago he did pass away, which uh, is a shame. Now we're getting to him in the uh, in the film, but a lot of uh, a lot of credits here, most of which I haven't seen. Um, 151 credits. So he, I know he was pretty mm-hmm. prolific in the uh, the the Bollywood scene before making yeah. his transition to America. Mm-hmm. I do know that as well. So yeah, he's got like a ton of Bollywood credits here, and I think he was still doing Bollywood even as he was still trans- 
tra- I wouldn't say transferring, but as he was uh, getting into Hollywood as well. Mm. Well, yeah, and even up up until um, being diagnosed with his sickness and up until his death now, he's got a film that's coming out this year. I don't know if it's been released yet. It, it looks like a Bollywood film and a short from last year and a couple of films from uh, 2018 as well. So he was still working right up mm-hmm. or a lot of the way up to the uh, to the end. But um, after sort of Jurassic World, I recognise him in some stuff now, the, the original uh, Amazing Spider-Man and that. Mm-hmm. see him in there, but um, sort of... I don't want to go into the whole race. Racing was sort of a, a left turn from um, the CEOs and the corporate. We've always seen that the Hammonds, the, the white, um, the white rich men in charge of things, and here's um, mm-hmm. here's Masrani coming in. We know from the actor of uh, being Indian heritage. I don't know if there's anything on that Masrani site that sort of talks about his upbringing. That, but um, there. I was uh, actually just kind of thumbing through it just now. <laughs> Perfect. And he does have a quote down here. Hold on, let me see if I can find where it is. Let's see, it was uh, under investors, I think. There was a there was a quote under here where he says, Following in the footsteps of my father to make this company into a global corporation has been a lifelong goal. I have nothing but, I have nothing but the investors of this company to thank, for they have joined me in this in this vision. And it's kind of weird because all the other people here who are basically on the board, so to speak, um, they've kind of created a interesting cast of characters here that, I mean, we don't really know much about them, but they, I mean, they've got name, I mean, they've got names and positions, quotes, and um, let's see. CEO's message, but yeah, it's kind of interesting that they went through all of this, and then these people—I mean, these people don't even exist within an on-screen presence, you know. Mm. Well, that they don't exist on screen, but they definitely are felt on screen with um, what goes on at the start of Fallen Kingdom, with having to having to face the fact that Masrani's dead, the CEO's dead, and mm-hmm. the eight hundred million in <laughs> damages. Yeah. Yeah. But if Ron can't back back off that tangent, um, yeah, I I wouldn't mind checking out some of some more of his stuff. I I still need to see Slumdog Millionaire and Life of Pi. I know they, they they sound like good films. I just need to get to do Life it. Of, Life of Pi is a beautifully done film. It's got a lot of CGI moments, but it's also very visually stunning. I'd say very much in the vein of Avatar in that way, because it's got like a lot of these glowing scenes and stuff like that. It's it's a very beautiful film. Oh, yeah. I definitely see that one. Yep, I'll check it out. How's my park doing? Great. We're up two and a half percent over last year, a bit lower than our initial projection. How is it doing? Are the guests having fun? Are the animals enjoying life? Well, guest satisfaction is steady in the low 90s. We don't have a way to measure the animal's emotional experience. So you do. You can see in their eyes, right? Of course. <laughs> okay. Now show me my new dinosaur. All right, Dave, ready to get into minute 14. Yep. As we minute 13 of Jurassic World, Jurassic 1 was coming into land, giving us a beautiful view over this Nublar Resort. As we open on minute 14, the helicopter circles around behind the command building and lands on the helipad. 
the seven second mark, we cut to Claire waiting in the stairwell for the helicopter to land. Then she runs out, hair blown back by the wind and the gusts of the rotors, and climbs aboard. As she enters the helicopter, she sees Simon Mosrani at the controls. Says, Mr. Mosrani, you're flying. At the 26 second mark, Simon turns and asks Claire, how's his park doing? But Claire mistakes the question for how much the park's doing financially, and not how entertained the guests or happy the animals are. Claire says that the visitor satisfaction is steady, but they have no way of measuring whether or not the animals are having fun. At the 50 second mark, he turns the face forward again and rubs his hands together. He says, okay, now show me my new dinosaur. And as the minute ends, Claire braces herself in the back seat as the helicopter starts to rock back and forwards as Simon Mazzarini takes off. As we open on minute 14, uh, we get Jurassic 1 banking around behind the helipad there, um, giving its passengers a full view out over the island and the uh, visitor area. Uh, it also allows Claire to be able to come out of the lift here at the top of the helipad and walk out to the uh, side of the helicopter. We it's sort of interesting. We know from the fairy terminals um, and the park brochure that the island has helicopter tours, and this helicopter is registered as Jurassic One. Uh, we don't see any other commercial aircraft or helicopters in the film. Did did Masrani commandeer the uh, the sightseeing helicopter? <laughs> did did they send the sightseeing helicopter to the mainland to pick him up and bring? I mean, him he back? does own it, so I mean, he oh, well, he does own it, so I mean. We do know that he's getting his pilot's license here, so it's may it may be that he requested the um the instructor there to fly to Nublar and then come back with a helicopter that he could fly back. But he's so a billionaire. That? <laughs> he's a billionaire. Like if you go get your motorcycle license, normally because you just brought a motorbike or you're about to buy a motorbike, like surely surely you go and buy a sleek new helicopter. And this is a pretty sleek new looking helicopter, but yeah. go go and buy something with and put the Maserati Global logo or something on the side, and not just commandeer your helicopter you've already got. I mean, but at the same time, he owns it, so yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think he yeah. really cares. He's he's got all the toys. He can play with any toys he wants at this place, you know. Yeah, true, true. And I mean, even then, I mean, Harrison Ford, he's got, he's worth a lot of money. <laughs> he's in trouble with the FAA. Oh, that man's gonna die in a plane crash. <laughs> oh. He's trying so hard. <sighs> hmm. It's 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 interesting that Claire's not upset that she's taking an asset away from the guests here. Where we've just seen her upset that the Western planes are closed, and now that. Um, yeah, but you can be upset with the uh, with your underlings. You can't be upset with the CEO. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the perks of being the CEO. Yeah, yeah true. But uh, as she walks up on the helipad here to the helicopter, you can see her hair's clearly being blown all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. As she approaches, and as soon as she enters the helicopter, it's nice and neat. Which I'd assume <laughs> this is just on a set here because you don't really see much outside the helicopter while they're talking. Um, it could be, but I mean, they did f- actually film. I don't think I was Irfan Khan flying it, but they did actually film the helicopter landing and all of that. So, I mean, so long as they're sitting on the tarmac, I don't see any reason why they couldn't just uh, sit in the helicopter, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think back now to the photos at Real Tours because I remember they, they had video on that of this helicopter approaching and departing, doing a few touchdowns mm-hmm. and that on that uh, helipad set. And we do know that the actors were in 
Well, I suppose... No, because all the stuff with Maserati flying could be reprojection or CG. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that, that I think is definitely not him flying, but it's... But, I mean, them just sitting in the helicopter, if they're not going anywhere, I don't see any reason why they couldn't just sit in there, you know? Yeah, but I'm just wondering if he was even in Hawaii for any of the shoot. Um, he was in Hawaii, because they were at the um, Indominus. Oh, yes, that's all right. I'll yeah. Stop, yeah, I was trying to pick a scene of him not uh, in something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, as enter some Maserati here, as Claire gets in the helicopter, um, takes off his sunglass and, uh, sunglasses and welcome welcomes her uh, there Claire moves across the far seat and she looks scared Miss Maserati you're flying <laughs> um, which you can sit up the front and don't have to be a pilot or flying um, maybe she just knows that um, normally when she's flying this helicopter the, the pilot's been in the other seat not where Maserati is mm-hmm. um, well uh, that... again she's probably surprised she probably doesn't even know that he was probably trying to get his um his pilot's license, so she's just surprised to see him in the seat in the pilot seat in general. Well, again, you'd expect the CEO to be in the back seat. Exactly, glass, yeah. Glass of wine waiting for her or something, where this is more of the uh, Tony Stark, I'll get in and do this myself sort of thing. <laughs> but uh, that's where he replies, I've got my license, and we have a shot here of a rather cool looking pilot with his aviators there, uh, holds up his fingers, two more, and. Um, I two thought, more days. Yeah, two more days. <laughs> well, it's, it, in the novel it said two more tests, and Simon says two ah. more tests as well, but I, I didn't get the... I don't know if it's the accent he's using. or <laughs> I, I thought he'd said something else, but uh, apparently he has two more tests. So, Which I haven't looked into what you'd need to do to be a helicopter pilot, how many tests there would be, but if there's two more tests, maybe he's got two more attempts to pass a test. Or because we I... see he's not that proficient, he he can do the basics, um, mm-hmm. and we're going to definitely bring it up later on when uh, they go after the Indominus. But he's yeah, but but then too we do know that Nublar is pretty windy, the wind shears and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe not entirely his fault. Well, I mean, I doubt they're actually testing on Nublar. You know, I'm sure they have a facility that, that they test pilots at and he goes there you know mm, yeah yep. but he uh, turns to face her and asks how is his park doing and uh, Claire's buckling up a seatbelt and says great we're up 2% uh, or 2.5% over last year uh, which is a bit lower than an initial projection so they're aiming high but not quite getting there <laughs> with, <laughs> um, with the attendance mm-hmm. oh I'm, that just reminds me of how I work. I mean, we've all these people, everybody's out of work right now, so they're all going to the hardware store to get stuff for home projects and fix up the home. And so our sales are through the roof right now. And I don't know, I'll probably expect us to do this again next year and conveniently forget the whole reason their sales are through the roof right now in the first place. And they'll be, I can just imagine my manager's pulling their hair out trying to get our sales numbers up (laughs) (laughs) knowing full well that the only reason our sale numbers are up right now is because everybody's home yeah yeah that's it everyone goes to work and projects get stopped there's materials lying everywhere and all of a Mm -hmm. sudden no one's got time to do anything anymore 
But he, he cut, Simon cuts her off here and says, no, how's it doing? Are the guests having fun? Are the animals enjoying life? And um, Claire says, well, guess, uh, guest satisfaction is a steady low 90s. So I'm guessing that's like a 90%, like it's yeah. like, like the tomato meter. Um, we don't have any way to measure the animal's emotional experience. <laughs> she, she was thrown a little bit by that one. But uh, Mazzaroni says, sure you do. You can see it in her eyes. Uh, how one, uh, which makes me wonder how one-on-one he's been with the animals. We know back in the day, Hammond wanted to be there for the birth of every living creature. Has I'm sure he's visited the nursery and hatchery and maybe even seen some of the animals out in the wild as well. But uh, it seems here like he's he has been up close with them at times. Mm-hmm. I think he definitely has. I mean. You own a dinosaur park and you don't at least visit once in a while. I mean, what kind of <laughs> dinosaur park owner are you, right? Yeah. And of course, being the owner of the of Masrani Global, he is, I'm sure, VIP access. He gets to go up close. He gets to touch them, look them in the eye, you know, ask questions. Why is this guy drooling? Oh, they ju- they just do that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> After hours, when the attractions are closed, you got access to this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, then uh, Simon turns and rubs his hands. <laughs> he goes, "Okay, show me my new dinosaur." So he's here to see the Indominus. That's the whole reason he's here. He knows that uh, the new attractions here. And as the minute ends, he pulls back on the yoke, and the helicopter sort of shakes as it tries to take take flight and scaring Claire. Um, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how he says that. He's just like, sorry, sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to. Uh, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do get some great stuff from Azrani throughout the film, and I can't wait until we get some more minutes going forward with him. And this why it's just such a a loss that we lost such a treasure in Irfan Khan. I mean, he's a great actor. I've always, I've always liked his. I've that I've never not liked a role he's in. Yeah. Yep. But it's sort of hard to think of how how going forward, I don't even, if he even survived the film, how he'd fit into Fallen Kingdom, because he'd be the, the headline for all the inquiries and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's not like he's Hammond's age where he can use health issues as an excuse to duck the cameras, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whether, whether, whether Masrani Global would still exist... Um, in a world where he hadn't died, eight hundred million kind of is a the, big hit. Well, that's kind of the big elephant in the room, isn't it? Because we never really get that answer in Fallen Kingdom. We never know what happens to Engine, Masrani Global. We know they're up their ass with lawsuits, but we don't really know what the, what's become of them as an entity. Mm. You know, and the Masrani site kind of is left has been left by Universal in this perpetual post-Jurassic World incident status that had a kind of, um, it's not had a, um, a revival with Fallen Kingdom where it was, where they've kind of done this PR and, and okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to make investors happy. You know, they never did any of that. They, you go on their website and a pop-up comes up where it's a, Notice to investors, uh, we're having an emergency meeting about the death of our, um, about the death of our CEO and owner, mm. and that's where it's that's where it's left. It's not like we. It's not like how. Well, it's kind of in. 
it kind of is how um, it was left with Injun in the first movie, where it's kind of presumed that they're left to kind of crumble to dust and after the Lost World, but it's never officially stated. But at the same time, Azrani Global was a much larger uh, corporation than Injun ever was. And so it's it's really got it makes you wonder what become of them with the loss of one of the largest in sources of income, you know? Yeah, it, yeah, because we only really get that the government won't step in because they probably own Island, but Masrani's not doing anything any for themselves mm-hmm. to save the animals on Nublar. Mm. Um, which I'd, I had a conversation with someone during the week that I'd nearly say the same for InGen as well. Because apart from Wu getting on the helicopter here later in the film, Mills, um, the lock, whole Lockwood estate, nothing there says InGen at all. So I don't know what what um, what state InGen's still in either. Yeah. But we'll get that. There's more. There's time. We'll get to that. Looking briefly over at novel comparisons, uh, as the chopper lands, uh, the wind whips Claire's hair all around as we sort of see in the film there. Um, at the controls is Simon Masrani, the billionaire who was Jurassic World's biggest investor. Next to him was a weary flight instructor. So interesting, the novel went for him as being an investor and not the actual owner of the company. Um, really? Uh, yeah, that is... Because, I mean, there's kind of a big plot point is the fact that he is the top brass, you know? Yeah, yep. yep. And uh, when Masrani goes to move the controls to take off... Um, well, he goes to move the controls to take off, but the helicopter lifts and spins around in a circle, and Claire grips uh, strapped tightly. Masrani sucks his teeth and says, got it, got it, and we sort of get a little bit of that next minute um, in the film, so... I'm assuming that that might have been scripted, but in the end it was, might have been decided that it was just too risky of a move, and they went with the lurch instead. Mm, yep, yep. But, uh, David, that's been minute 14. Uh, anything else you want to discuss on that before we get heavy for today? No, I think we're good. 